I'm Elizabeth, and for nearly 65 years, I was the wife of a solicitor. And uh, we were lucky that we grew all together, but uh, as time went on, it became more and more difficult to live in our own house. And it was my husband's decision, we'll go into a nursing home. For family reasons, they decided to move several hundred miles south to Drummond Grange. But once there, things didn't go quite to plan. From the word go, he just didn't settle. And as the staff here said, he's not ready for it. So he went back home with just somebody coming in through the day and a gardener, handyman, who helped with all sorts of things. And after six months, he felt he was ready. And he came and joined me and had a very happy year here before he died in January. Well, he never really fitted in, but he tried to fit in. And he really wasn't in good health. He stayed a lot in his room and just rested through the day. But uh, as far as I was concerned, from the time I walked in the front door, I was felt nothing but relief. <laughs> Away from responsibilities and uh, knew I'd be looked after. Inevitably, she found some aspects of her new situation very different to what she'd been used to at home. Well, the first thing which is a sort of shock is the time of the meals. Uh, breakfast is elastic, but lunch is early. And your cup of afternoon tea's at half past two, that's early. And your dinner is at quarter past five. And that was the most difficult one to get to used to. Because, of course, it's a long time from quarter past five until eight or 8.30 in the morning when you have breakfast. However, it's amazing how you can adapt. So I have a veritable grocer shop here, and I have a sort of equivalent of a midnight feast at eight o'clock in the evening. And that carries me on till the morning. Drummond Grange's regular routines help give a structure to each day. Newspapers are delivered and your mail comes around 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's just amazing how time goes in. Some people say, how do you put in your time? Well, it's not a case of putting in the time. The time simply flies by. Often, she spends part of the day pursuing an interest she's had since her early 50s. When I was disabled with this leg, having taken a dose of osteoporosis, I had to sit around a lot and I had started doing tapestries. And once I started, I couldn't stop. I did some quite intricate cushions especially, 16 stitches to the inch because I had good eyesight. Well, eyesight doesn't go on forever, so I moved on to a slightly coarser one, 10 or 12 to the inch, and then I got to 8 to the inch. Since she's moved to Drummond Grange, her eyesight has deteriorated even more. I have gone on to very coarse work, 
its course costs its really and it's a bit more like rug making than tapestry. It's a, it's a huge needle with a huge eye, <laughs> so that uh, makes it easy. And I'm doing a neighbour of it just now. And as long as I am able to do that coarse stuff, and any of them want cushions or anything, I'll carry on doing it. It's a task that demands concentration, so she appreciates the peace and quiet she gets in her own room. Your room is your little private place and nobody comes into your room without knocking. Any of the staff, whatever they're doing, bringing you in a water carafe or coming in to clean, tap on the door and ask if they can come in, which gives you a lovely feeling that this is your own little place. It may only be a few square yards, but it's yours and you can be private here. But she's not one to sit in her room all day. And when the weather permits, she likes to spend time in Drummond Grange's delightful walled garden. I came out in the spring. I found it was covered with nettles and groundsel and a horrible sort of vetch that has roots that run under the ground. So I asked, could I get a trowel? And I was given this little set of tools. So I've had tremendous pleasure coming out and rather than sitting doing nothing, just pottering, weeding it. And in the late afternoon, in the very hot days, this is in shade and it's a lovely place to come and sit. So I feel it's worth keeping it tidy <laughs> since I use it for sitting in. <laughs> Although her bit of the garden is looking ever better, the rest of the grounds still need care and attention. Elizabeth suggested they should try to find a gardener who was willing to take on part of the job. They eventually got uh, this chap whose father is here and he had been in visiting his father and somehow or other they realised that he was somebody who might help. You're still hard at it. Oh, hello, how are you? Far too hot a day for you doing that. <laughs> I've done very little but sit at the goldfish pond and look at the goldfish this morning. Well, your bit looks really good. You can come and give me a hand, you know. You can sit there and be the boss and give me the guidance. and <laughs> Making sure you don't put orange and pink together. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you keep me right. <laughs> That'll be great. It's a pleasure to see you working. Oh, well, thank you very much. Although it's... I'm only sorry you're getting such hot weather. As one of two representatives for her floor on the newly formed residence committee, Elizabeth has found a new role that she really enjoys. For instance, there was a question of a hoist. Now, some of the heavy chaps have to hoist us to be used, get them in and out of bed, in and out of the bath. And they weren't happy about this because it was rather older and uh, they felt it was unsafe. So I brought that up and the following day it was taken out of use. They had it guaranteed and back in use again. And of course the people using it were awfully pleased. But just little things like that. But I must say that uh, it's proving quite useful. 
at least we like to, th- we all like to think we're useful. That may be the answer. 